is time to put away the bias, the lies, and deceit and bring forth real talk from real people about real news. Providing the out loud truth and capturing the essence of a new generation all in a fast-paced hour. This is Viewpoint This Sunday. Welcome to Viewpoint This Sunday. This is Dr. Lee for America. I am guest hosting for Malcolm, who's off this week. And it is my honor to be with you. We have a very provocative discussion for you today and two very interesting guests. Mr. Todd Callender, who is an international attorney, businessman, and has a very interesting background, which he'll tell you more about in connection with earlier initiatives in vaccine delivery. And Pastor Sam Rohr, the president of American Pastors Network, bringing you the medical, legal, and biblical perspective on what's going on in the world today and how how do you make sense of all that's coming at us? And as a physician in practice, treating patients through the COVID pandemic, treating vaccine injury, looking into the effects from radiation exposure as we are ramping up the massive 5G tower arrays throughout our cities and on top of school buildings. I've followed these developments for a long time with gain of function research, going back many years, interviewing Dr. Stephen Hatfield and other experts on what exactly was done in the development of weaponizing viruses. And I remember a lot of what was going on during the Obama administration with Ukraine at that time and some of the interference that was going on in Ukraine's politics by the U.S. government, State Department, CIA, and NGO organizations that were bringing in paid provocateurs. So the situation in Ukraine has much more complexity than what our mainstream media is telling you and the Biden administration narrative. I want to get our listeners thinking about another perspective, other information that has been there for a long time that is being covered up. And I want to get you asking questions and looking at this from the perspective. I've worked overseas medically. Todd Callender's business is an international insurance, disability, life insurance consortium of companies and disability rights law firm that represents clients all over the world. So his business interests are international. Pastor Sam has had an international exposure through his business and his current work in radio and TV. So let's dig a little deeper than what the headlines are telling us now. And for context, let me just say this. The State Department is now saying that it's false that there are bioweapons laboratories in Ukraine. I would just ask all of our listeners to think about that. Our government agencies have been lying to us for the last two and a half years about the coronavirus pandemic and where it came from and how it spread and what you needed to do to, take, to treat it 
And they have lied to us. They have cost lives. Every day I see it in my practice and I'm angry about it. So if our government has been lying to us about that, do you really think that they've suddenly gotten a dose of conscience and are telling us the truth about what's really going on in Ukraine? Just think about it. I predicted in January that if the Biden administration succeeded in getting war going in Ukraine by hyping the rhetoric and pushing President Putin into a corner, that it would be used as a cover-up and it would take the focus off of everything else in the news. And that is exactly what has happened. It's the playbook they've used my whole life. Wag the Dog is the movie that talked about ginning up a war to distract from an America political scandal. Well, here we are again, playing out the movie script with the Biden administration that has pounded the drumbeat of war until the point that now there is one, and it is covering up the pain and anguish across this country every day. Inflation, gasoline prices sky high, people choosing between food or fuel. This is outrageous what is happening, and we all need to wake up and understand there's a lot more to this whole story than what you're being told. So that's what our guest and I are going to talk with you about today. First, I would like to play four minutes of a news report that I think has a powerful message for all of us to listen to from the historical context about what the U.S. government has been involved in in that region of the world in developing bioweapon labs and biological research labs close to Russia's borders. So let's listen to this report by Greg Reese. Shortly after Russia invaded Ukraine, At War Clandestine released a video with maps of U.S. biolabs matching up with maps of the recent attack, suggesting that Russia was securing these top-secret biolabs. Western media claims this is false, but fails to debunk it. And once the video goes viral, the U.S. Embassy in Ukraine is caught deleting evidence of these labs from their website but not before an independent journalist was able to copy documents showing 11 Ukrainian biolabs funded by the Pentagon. The Russian embassy to Bosnia has accused the U.S. of filling Ukraine with biolabs, which were very possibly used to study methods for destroying the Russian people at the genetic level. And we now know that these so-called mRNA vaccines are destroying people at the genetic level. We now officially know that COVID-19 is a man-made bioweapon. We know that it was funded by elements of the NIH and Peter Daszak's EcoHealth Alliance. We know that it was made in Wuhan, China. And so what isn't threatening about the US encircling Russia with top secret biolabs? And who on earth thinks it's a coincidence that everyone involved in the United Nations Great Reset are now the Ukraine's greatest allies of all time? The mercenaries and war profiteers in America are getting excited about making short-term profits off the dead. But the only ones who will benefit from this war are the crooks at the top who have been caught committing the most heinous crime against humanity in all of recorded history. And the only righteous way out of this 
is to hold these crooks accountable. And now, coming back from Mr. Reese's report, I leave you with that information to start thinking about, dig deeper, look for other sources of your news besides mainstream media in this country. You need to look overseas. And for that, I'm going to bring our first guest, Todd Callender, international attorney and my colleague in the legal battle to help protect our U.S. service members who are being injured and dying from complications of the COVID shot. Todd Callender is the founder of Disabled Rights Advocates the, and the lead attorney, attorney of record, on the first DOD lawsuit filed in August of 2021. Todd and his team of retired military JAG attorneys have been working tirelessly and mostly pro bono to help our service members against the abuses taking place across the Department of Defense. We've done a lot of stories on that, and those are on our website, truthforhealth.org. Todd, welcome to the show today. So let's talk about the Ukraine situation first, and then let's go into talking about what is that helping to cover up that you and I know is going on here in the U.S. with our Department of Defense. So welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Thank you, Doctor. And and I do um, appreciate the the context that you laid out, the the foundational elements to this. Uh, I do have a different perspective, I think, than a lot of people in America, certainly a lot of lawyers in America, because I I live outside of the United States. and, And frankly, I have for my adult life, including a period of time where I lived in Poland right after the uh, the Soviets at that time had left. And I was um, working for a big law firm undoing the Soviet model economy. So I've actually lived and breathed that part of the world. Uh, and I understand the players. And uh, you couldn't be more right about getting information from different sources. Having lived outside of the U.S. for effectively my adult life, I can uh, assure you that the news you get out here is much different. It's not U.S. centric is not nearly as controlled as what you see in the U.S. And the funny part is uh, you can now get pretty good information from the old uh, Soviet truth-telling machine called Pravda. That's actually what Pravda means in Russian is truth. Uh, But it's come a long way, and it seems like we've almost swapped with our media uh, if they are the true propagandists today. No, we definitely see that. Certainly, I've seen it most of my adult life that it's been difficult to discern the truth in our media and the slant has been evident, but it has been more than just a slant through the pandemic. Medically, I would say there is such active censorship by our media that is costing lives every day. And that has become quite alarming. And that is like what I experienced when my husband and I were in the Soviet Union in the 70s. So I, I too have briefly spent time in the um, Iron Curtain countries, and I understand what you're talking about. One of the things that was quite alarming was in the report we just heard was the number of bioweapons laboratories that have been developed in countries around Russia. Talk to us a little bit about, you've heard Greg Reese's report, so talk to us a little bit about what you can add to that perspective 
And then I want us to talk about the Israeli scientist in 2009 who was warning about some of this. So Ukraine, after their color revolution in 2014, clearly sponsored by outside players, in all likelihood sponsored by uh, our own government. Um, They have a habit of doing this all over the planet. And they created a a void. They put their own person in there. And the void was really a a foundation, a legal foundation, because as I understand it, the country remains in limbo today. It, It may be recognized as a country by all of us. The question is whether it is actually recognized by the United Nations as a country. And it's not a simple analysis. However, it's a playground to bad actors because of this legal um, mirage. It, <clears throat> it's, it's undecided how to treat this. And so it falls outside of all these definitions that relate to war crimes, uh, biological uh, prohibitions, biological weapons prohibitions, money laundering. All of those things almost don't exist in terms of international law, because it depends on how the country is recognized, if at all. So this has been the bad actor's playground, whether that was for bioweapons or money laundering or human trafficking or any other kind of a a dicey situation. All the big players were there. Um, So it had the framework of a country, but for purposes of these agreements, it doesn't appear that it was captured, and that's what people took advantage of. And yes, I, I saw Greg Reese's report, and I do believe that to be absolutely accurate. I have um, some people in Ukraine, we've done business there, and people all around it. And you get an interesting perspective um, with people actually live on the ground. In some cases, they, you know, they're blaming the Russians and the other. They said it's a, it's a big fiction that the Russians went in and literally had, had two prior you know, major targets, one being the bioweapons labs that were on the border, you know, not very far away from Moscow, not regulated. And the other was a big dam that was built um, by the Ukrainian government that uh, in the, the new regions, the Donbass, the Crimea regions that have been, now gone independent, they were stopping the water flow to those people, which is you know, primarily agrarian. So they were, they were killing off their food production, which is what those people, you know, that's what they did for a living. And it was an important food center and food security for other nations around there. So if anything, it really looks to me like um, the, the NATO, the, the bad actors, I'm not saying NATO is a bad actor, but those countries really couldn't um, have done a better job of baiting Russia into doing this. And then, of course, they'll take full advantage of having done that, complete with film crews already in country. Um, you will see, I think I have sent you a video of a guy who's just wandering around Ukraine, taking pictures of the people, taking pictures, the people putting together, you know, movie production sets. And while people may say that's speculative or it's just some guy, um, my belief is that that is true. That, that, you know, again, our government has a habit of doing these things. It's now unclassified. The Gulf of Tonkin was another PSYOP by our own government. It never happened. The the pretext for Vietnam didn't happen. What makes us think that this would be any different? It's it's to your point. I I certainly see that playbook being repeated over and over in my lifetime. So I, I think that our listeners need to really be skeptical of what's coming from our media right now and what I also was, was alarmed about, and I want, want us to talk about how the focus on Ukraine is 
allowing this government to run rampant over the laws of the people of this country, for the people of this country, and the damage that they're doing in this country, and talk a little bit about this, this whole vaccine situation in the Department of Defense. But yeah. before we do that, I, I was deeply troubled by the report from the Israeli on the, about the Israeli scientist in 2009, August 13th, 2009, who was calling a radio show to report evidence about tainted H1N1 swine flu vaccines being produced by Baxter Biopharma Solutions. And he said that the Baxter division in Ukraine was producing a bioweapon disguised as a vaccine and claimed that the vaccine contained an adjuvant that was designed to weaken the immune system and replicated RNA from the virus responsible for the 1918 pandemic Spanish flu. Now, what was bizarre about that, and we don't have a way to verify the identity of the caller claiming to be Joseph Moshe. However, he was surrounded by a SWAT team two days later and arrested and returned to Israel and disappeared. Now, I wouldn't have thought as much about that until now when suddenly fast forward to 2022, when we have evidence now that Pfizer's mRNA vaccine alters the human DNA in liver cells in vitro. And we have other evidence from patents about components and adjuvants in vaccines that are quite alarming. You have as a lawyer dug into the patent in issues could you talk a little bit about that before we open up the second half of the show with discussion of what's going on here in this country under cover of the Ukraine war? Sure. I don't think we actually have to, to speculate a whole lot. There's a lot of peer-reviewed articles on it. There's a, there's a, it's in the patents itself. And what it boils down to is following um, what I think is Joseph Moshe, you know, what he was talking about in this radio show is adjuvants that, that um, he was concerned about, that these would actually cause disease. As you research what it was he was talking about, uh, ASL3 was one of them. And you follow this line um, of, of how they utilize these for this recumbent process in order to affect gene modification and synthetic genes. It, it leads you to um, Professor Luc Montagnier, who is the guy that discovered the gene sequence for HIV. He was very famous for that and got a Nobel Prize. And later, uh, after the Nobel Prize, he discovers not only in the pathogen itself, the virus, the quote unquote virus, the COVID pathogen, um, he, he noted that there were in fact these very same genetic sequences in the, the bug, the pathogen, and also the same sequences in the shots. In fact, it's in all of them. We, We've done some research. You, all you have to do is look for yourself. It's AD5 uh, is the adjuvant, and it's in AstraZeneca. It's in um, Johnson & Johnson. It's in Pfizer, Moderna, and it's even in um, Sputnik. So 
this is a very common one and it happens to be elements of this HIV uh, protein. And so now we understand from various sources, including government sources, the European uh, agency responsible for regulating vaccines, that people are, are now showing up HIV positive. And you, know, you and I have had a variety of conversations and you and your clinical practice <clears throat> have explained to me that you're actually seeing patients with autoimmune deficiency syndrome. Um, are, we, are we surprised by this? These are bioweapons, whether it's COVID, the bug itself, or whether it's the vaccines that are supposed to cure this. Um, the gene therapy shots, you know, they're, they're killing people with these things. Well, and we see that in the death data worldwide. It is truly staggering. In the H1N1 vaccine timeframe, swine flu, for example, there, there were 25 deaths and they pulled it off the market. We have hundreds of thousands of deaths directly within 24 to 48 hours after the COVID shots. And these are still being forced upon people with coercion and punishment and threats of losing their job. So there's no question that, that these are very damaging. That Just in my own practice, the complications that I've seen in my own patients is mind-boggling to me, and I'm scrambling to try and find ways to help resolve the complications they've experienced. So it's very real, and autoimmune disorders are flaring up. People have impaired or immune-deficient responses. People who've been vaccinated are then getting the COVID virus and a mixture of other viruses, because I'm actually doing the labs, and I see what, what's happening. They're getting atypical bacterial infections, atypical viral infections, and they are very sick. It's harder to treat them after the vaccine than the COVID illness we were treating in 2020. So it's very real. What, what you're saying about the, the shots altering people's immune response is very real in my clinical practice and what I'm hearing from my other colleagues who are watching this and treating them. Any yeah. closing comments before we go to break? Oh, just that uh, this is part of a bigger plan. It's part of a master plan. You know, in this lawsuit of ours, Robert v. Austin, you know, we've done a lot of research. We've had a lot of expert witnesses like yourself. And it is, it is no longer controversial to call it what it is. And this is a massive gene modification program. And it, when you look at the studies that Pfizer in particular had utilized in order to carry this out, the DOD supplied 44,000 military members and their families for the phase one, two, and three studies. Um, so it's not like they didn't know about these problems. In fact, what we've come to find is that there was an intermediate company that they refer to as a vendor that effectively was taking the data from the DOD guinea pigs um, and cleaning it up and excluding stuff they didn't like and then handing that to Pfizer to then share with the FDA. So the whole thing is a, is a pretext, right? It, it, it was designed for this very effect and they cannot say, I didn't know the DMED database, uh, Dr. Long and Chambers testified to on Thursday, bears that out in 2021, uh, showing a, um, for 10 months ended in, in 2021, an 1100% all cause, all morbidity increase in, uh, in fatalities and morbidity events, sickness over 2020, so for only 10 months, 1100% increase. That was the military's own database that they called DMED. 
Um, and then it doesn't translate into the Pfizer papers, the ones that they used for the EUA and the BLA, because it got washed. So, well, let's talk about that when we come back from the break, because that's a really important point, And that's going to lead into a question I have for Pastor Sam Rohr. But I want our listeners to listen carefully. That is an 1,100% increase in all causes of morbidity, which is medical complications, and mortality, which is death, in the younger military population that is right. healthier than the American population as a whole. Keep that in mind as and we talk for 10 about months, this. And sorry, only that 10 was months. For 10 months of data. That's right. That's right. So America Out Loud audience out there, you listen, this is critically important data for not only our military, but for you and your families. We will be right back after the break. And I want all of you to pay close attention to the extraordinary work that's being done across the America Out Loud platform with all of our contributors. Dr. McCullough has a show here. I have a show here. Dr. Stephen LaTulip has a show here. There are many political leaders, law enforcement, government, and other experts from many fields gathered under America Out Loud platform. Tune in, check out all of our material and columns here as well. We'll be airing a clip from Dr. McCullough on COVID during the break, and we will be right back. The America Out Loud talk radio app is on Android or Apple. It's the perfect way to listen in to the new generation of talk shows and hosts who are ready to inform and inspire. Let's get real. Let's get loud on America Out Loud talk radio. And I'm Dr. Peter McCullough. I want to put in a word about long COVID syndrome. It's well known that severe COVID-19 illness requiring hospitalization has about a 50% chance of long COVID syndrome meaning some residual symptoms along the lines of neurologic, brain fog, loss of taste and smell, ear ringing or tinnitus. There can be peripheral neuropathies, cerebral or cerebellar syndromes, and patients feel generally unwell. Very common component of this is sleep disturbance, weight loss, and loss of neuromuscular function and abilities. This is very disconcerting to patients. It's related to the severe infection, and there's no doubt about it, it's a catabolic strain. Enter healthy cell. We know that at this point in time, the gastrointestinal tract is not working normally. We know that the virus does influence the gastrointestinal tract as shown through a multitude of studies. Patients are nutritionally depleted. They've gone through a prolonged illness. There's catabolic strain. Sometimes there's actually loss of hair and and skin and nail changes. Healthy Cell provides a broad product line that meets the needs of long COVID patients. There's no doubt about it. The gel pack micronutrient technology allows for absorption even when the GI tract is not functioning properly. The blend of nutraceuticals, including vitamins and minerals, is key, and they're well-positioned. There's the Focus and Memory product that specifically addresses uh, brain fog. There is the immune, Immune Boost, or the Immune System Recovery product, of which the body does need enhanced immunity. Why? Because the virus is trying to be uh, cleared 
by the body's phagocytic system, and we need boosting of the human immune system, and this healthy cell product is there to do that. And then finally, sleep disturbance. We know that the best way to achieve a high-quality sleep is to get full REM sleep, and supplements help. In fact, the Healthy Cell REM sleep supplement is the lead supplement in the entire world in improving the quality of sleep. Most sleep medications help influence a parameter called pressure. That is the pressure to fall asleep. That's not what Healthy Cell does. What Healthy Cell does is it improves the quality of the sleep. And I tell my patients, take all of these supplements, these three supplements, take them daily without missing a day. And don't expect a change within a day or two. Expect changes to slowly start to effectuate in the human body over the course of several days and then weeks. And the average patient needs three, six, or nine months, even more of healthy healthy cell therapy, basically, to treat the long COVID syndrome. There are no prospective randomized trials of drugs to treat long COVID syndrome. Are doctors like myself using empiric therapy? Yes. Do nutraceuticals and supplements, particularly the healthy cell line, make a giant difference? Absolutely. So please consider healthy cell. If you are suffering from long COVID syndrome, consider this. Go to healthycell.com and in the promo code, type in out loud for 20% off your first purchase. Let's get real. Let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. As Americans, we seek to form a more perfect union. To paraphrase Abraham Lincoln, we are a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. And God willing, we shall not perish from the earth. AmericaOutloud.com Liberty and justice for all. Along with a healthy immune system, clean air is vital for optimal health. According to the EPA, we spend 90% of our time indoors, where germs are most concentrated. It's essential to clean indoor air. Genesis is the only technology that quickly, safely, and effectively kills pathogens both in the air and on surfaces in seconds, reducing the viral load in any environment. The powerful, well-built Genesis Fogger produces a dry, ultra-fine mist using HOCL, which occurs naturally in our own immune systems. We'll be living with airborne diseases in the future. New viruses and antibiotic-resistant superbugs are no problem for Genesis. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. Visit genesisfogger.com. America Out Loud listeners receive a 15% discount with promo code OUTLOUD at genesisfogger.com slash OUTLOUD. Welcome back to the second half of America Out Loud Viewpoint this Sunday with Dr. Lee for America in as the guest host for Malcolm this weekend. Here with Attorney Todd Callender and Pastor Sam Rohr, President of the American Pastors Network bringing you an interesting discussion on the world perspective of what's happening, as well as what is this providing cover for the Biden administration to do in the way of further damage to the United States of America. Before the break, we were talking about the DMED database. DMED is the medical database in the military 
that is tracking all of the results and medical issues across the entire military, and they are tracking vaccine data as well. Todd was talking about the release of the DMED database that was mentioned in our press conference in January, on January 12th, and then Senator Johnson's press conference on January 24th with whistleblowers who have uncovered the reality of that database showing the actual damage from the vaccines across the military. And then what happened after that was the alteration of the data. Since that time, Todd Gallagher and his research team have uncovered some additional information that I wanted to bring up to introduce the second hour, second half, and then get Pastor Sam Rohr's biblical perspective on all of this. So Todd, talk about what happened in how, who was involved or what did we, what, what were we able to learn about how the data got scrubbed? The DOD said they didn't do it. Pfizer said they didn't do it. So what is your legal team found out? There's really two different things. Number one, that it appears that they've, they've used a system of offshoring data. So whether or not that's the DMED database that, um, itself that is controlled and kept by a company by the name of Unisant. And um, within days of, of that press release and days of um, the testimony to Senator Johnson's roundtable, it wasn't the DOD themselves who changed the data. It was the vendor, right? This company that holds the data said, oh, no, we had a glitch. Um, that's wrong. What actually happened is the figures are, are historically wrong, that we had much higher rates of incidence of morbidity and mortality for the five preceding years. Because what we had showed is that it was low, 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 as one would expect in a population of military members who are physically fit and have to be for their job. And then all of a sudden, 2021 comes around and the spike goes straight up. If you want to talk about the proverbial hockey stick, um, that happened. And the DOD effectively was able to shirk responsibility by saying, no, no, we don't control this database. Somebody else does. It was a, a very fat contract, as I understand it. Um, at the same time, the, the whole... Um, process of doing the clinical studies themselves, the data was being offshored by a company by the name of ERT, as I understand it. They used an e-diary in-touch system that allowed the patients as they uh, were experiencing the vaccine side effects, and there were many, it would go straight to an app on somebody's cell phone. And that went to the vendor who then collected that data. And you will see in the protocols of the vaccine um, study protocols, clinical one, two, and three, that they actually make mention, they being Pfizer saying, hey, um, our vendor is going to, to go through this data and they're only gonna provide us the data that we need for purposes of the EUA and BLA. We have that in um, a PowerPoint presentation and we have it in the written studies themselves. So it created the opportunity for them to um, demonstrate to, to the regulator, the FDA in this case, that everything was just fine. When in fact, according to DMED, uh, and according to the vendors' numbers, um, it, it's not fine. It's more along the lines of what we see in VAERS, uh, which is also underreported. So there's a concerted effort to have hidden the true danger of these shots, and, and that's called premeditated murder. There's a lot of dead people here, and this was designed. There's no other way that you can characterize what it is these people did other than genocide. 
right? The intentional taking and harming of human life. They knew all of this. There were 10 years worth of studies. All of the clinical trial animals died or were killed. None of them survived it. And yet they rushed this through and, uh, and made everybody take it on the notion that it's safe and effective, which by the way, is illegal to state for an emergency use authorization investigational new drug. Well, that, that is just, it, it has been staggering to me to see the brazenness of some of these cover-ups. But one of the questions, when, I, when you sent me some of this information about the Israeli company that was involved, I, I wrote back and said, you know, it begs the question of why is an Israeli company, when Israel is supposed to be one of our staunchest allies, involved in covering up data showing the damage to our military. So in effect, participating in helping to weaken our military. And I I couldn't grasp my mind around that and how that could possibly be until one of my physician colleagues responded with this comment. A strong America stands in the way of Israel making a treaty with the Antichrist. So the biblical timeline can't move forward until America is too weak or too dismissive to protect Israel. That's your free prophecy lesson for the day, end quote. And I thought, wow, that's why I wanted to hear from Pastor Sam Rohr to talk a little bit about how do we now connect the dots with the medical, legal, political, economic, and now biblical perspective on all that is coming at us in the world today. Pastor Sam, what are your thoughts? Well, Dr. Lee, there are a lot of places uh, that we could go, but let me just say that in the context of this, and I'm, I'm really glad that you have Todd from his perspective, you're from your perspective, and mine, which is both a biblical and a legislative perspective, uh, plus some others, because I don't think you can understand all that's going on without blending some of these perspectives. But if I go to the biblical aspect and, and say, how do, we, how do we interpret what we see today in light of what uh, God has given us in his word for the very purpose that we can better understand what's happening. I think of this one section of, uh, of uh, Scripture, uh, Dr. Lee. Matthew 24 is a great place to go to, because I think it speaks to the days that we're in. The disciples went to Christ at that point and said, um, uh, Lord, you're going to come back. Uh, what are going to be the signs uh, of the age, the culture, the times in which you people will be in right prior to your second coming? And I believe, biblically, the rapture comes before the second coming, but they're very closely associated in timing. The first thing that Jesus said was this. He said, do not be deceived. That's mm. the number one warning. Deception will, will be rampant in the world at that time. Now, it's not all just about the spiritual uh, things, because later it talks about false prophets arising. And false prophets doesn't have to be someone who's standing up and saying, now, this is, a, this is what I want to tell you about God, but he's telling you a lie. It's not that specific. It's people who stand up and talk about the truth, and they say they are truth tellers, but in reality, they are liars. And, um, and, and, and that, I think, by application can be brought into 
uh, the positions of authority that God has, in fact, created. So what are they? Well, um, they are the positions of, well, well go to the church. Uh, pulpits specifically, yes, pastors standing up and saying, this is what God says, when in fact this is not what God says or, or what God says, but we're not going to tell you about what God says. But another position of authority is that which is in civil authority. Ministers of God, Romans 13, those in positions of political office, uh, civil government, that God specifically puts there to be his ministers, Romans 13, but defy, uh, distort that level, that, that office, and from that position, their responsibility be to uphold justice and truth as defined by God. They take and pervert it and actually tell lies using the power of their office to actually harm those who do well, the righteous, and to actually favor curry with and defend those who do evil. Now, that's the first level. So deception will reign. And I look around and I say, well, boy, you know, deception has been around this world before. It's always been there, but not on such a broad scale as we are seeing it today, where even those in positions of media, which is a position of authority, their responsibility is to report the truth to help with accountability for those who are involved in uh, living as citizens. But they have been subverted as well because they have thrown out God. So we have well, so an has era. my own profession, Pastor Sam. Uh, Look at the massive right. deception going on in medicine when my own colleagues are saying there's no treatment for COVID. That is a flagrant lie. We have been successfully treating people with COVID as a viral illness from the beginning of the pandemic. Our, my own colleagues well, you're right. are lying, deceiving patients. Well, you're describing the same thing, because as our culture has thrown God out and, dis and thrown truth out, truth has disappeared from lawmaking. It has disappeared from justice, which turns uh, justice into injustice. It turns the, well, I, I go here, and I told, I told our audience and, and others, back when the emergency powers came out, and Todd referred to it just a little bit ago, when the emergency powers uh, actually, it was, it, was, it was President Trump who actually put him in place. So let's, let's go there. It's been continued now by Joe Biden, re-upped it for a few more years. But at the end of the day, that concept of the executive branch taking authority, though granted a little bit by Congress, but it's not, I want to get into all of that. But nonetheless, when that was done and the governors of the various states took and followed, the entire concept was based on lawlessness. The executive branch has no authority to take and make that kind of law and to tell people that you cannot work, you cannot worship, you cannot, uh, you cannot travel, you cannot educate. Really stepped in and violated every aspect of the provisions that God has given as responsibilities to fathers to prepare for their, you know, provide for their homes and parents to educate their kids and the obligation to work and all of these kind of things. So I go there. Now, that's, that's that. Let's go back, because you started with about Israel. Here's the other part in that passage, Matthew 24. Jesus says this, and this is, I, ha I go back here regularly, because he says, he says that there will be deception, but then he says, you're going to hear of wars and rumors of wars. Now, Ukraine, Russia brings us into that. Uh, just yesterday, India 
uh, fired a, a, a missile into Pakistan. They said it was a, an accident, but uh, you know, that, that's how things get started. China is maybe moving on Taiwan. North Korea is uh, testing what could be ICBMs. Uh, these are going on all over the world. These are wars and rumors of wars. And here's the, key. here's the key. Jesus said, be not troubled when you see these things. He said, for all of these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. So I tell our people, and I say, we have to be, keep our heads about us. Keep our vision up. Be alert. We do not have the freedom to just ignore or cover our eyes or cover ears and say, well, if I just pretend that these things going on just are not happening, that life will go on. No, it won't. Things are in a nature where these troubles, these wars, rumors of wars, deception, and then below that, then it talks about famines pestilences, which is the COVID time we're talking about, and famines, which is something that's coming up on the world scene right now. Right now, uh, famines are developing around this world, and we can't get into that right now, but all of these things coming out of this passage, Dr. Lee. So we understand these things in light of Scripture because Jesus said these things must come to pass prior to his return which then focuses on a time of great trouble. It's called the great time of wrath, where this world is ultimately judged by God himself for their um, uh, rejection of truth and rejection of the word that, that, that brings in Israel, that brings in the alignment of nations that we're talking about now with the European Union, the, the globalist entity, Russia, China, Persia, Iran, um, all of these nations, Saudi Arabia, uh, Syria, all of these nations that are in this pot around Israel are all from the pages of Scripture, Ezekiel chapter 38 and 39, Psalm 83, and they all lay out a perfect congregation and converging of the very things that God speaks to us about in His Word. We understand, we need to understand these are to happen, but those of us who know the truth are not to cover ours. We are to understand, look, look about, pursue the truth, embrace the truth, resist the evil, resist the evil, but then stand in the gap for truth. That's what we say. And I, I think that's right off the page of Scripture. Well, and I, I think that's really an important message. It's what Todd has been fighting for in the legal system, is bringing truth into the courts in ways that the many judges are trying to ignore, and, and he can talk about that, and what we are doing at Truth for Health Foundation to focus on medical truth and basic biology and physiology and ways to help people be healthy and not live with the destructive health effects of fear, for example. Todd, some any uh, comments on what Pastor Rohr has had to say and what you see on the world stage? I uh, was taken aback by that. It's just such a reality check. And, and he's absolutely right from what I hear. My, the, the thought that came to my mind, however, is that, for instance, in our case, we started off with 200,000. Um, very quickly, our, our plaintiff class grew to 400,000. and It's growing again today because guess what? They, they saw the truth. We laid it out in a court case. They read it. They understood it and said, OK, we're, we're now 
um, being subjected to lies and, and uh, a death sentence. So what came to my mind, Pastor Sam, is whether or not is there enough truth, is there enough realization, is there enough rejection of evil, you know, that it will delay his coming? Do we have a shot at a thousand years of peace? Are, are we doing a good enough job of telling the truth? And that's where my mind is. I think the resisting of truth, I mean, the resisting of evil, just like the proclamation of truth, is something that we're obligated to do when we know the truth. And, and again, to be very clear as people are listening, what is the definition of truth? Well, the definition of truth is Jesus. Uh, Jesus is, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Written truth is the authority of Scripture. So there is no truth that exists outside of a relationship to God the Father through Jesus Christ, faith alone, and and what the Bible says, that is the only truth. Now, from that, there are applications of how you take and do that. Now, our responsibility as individuals who believe that, a, that's a biblical worldview, uh, the, the duty, thankfully, is not up to me for the results. Uh, those of us who know the truth, our duty is to live it, to proclaim it, God takes the responsibility of the application of that and working it in the hearts and the minds of other people. Now, as I look at these things that are happening, and I think the time in which we live, and I tell people this, you know, clearly there have been wars and rumors of wars in times past, right? So what's different about this? There have been earthquakes in times past. What's different about now? The difference is, is that Israel is in the land. Israel was reborn according to prophecy 1948. God says that this generation that sees this will be alive to see the fulfillment of this age. So we are in a window that is totally unlike everything in the past. The other thing that's really different now is that literally every biblical marker of prophecy from the nations identified in Scripture that will coalesce around Israel, the fact that Israel will be in a position where they're going to be seeking for a peace treaty, which uh, Dr. Lee just referenced and you talked about, the fact that they'll be looking for that, the fact that they will become encircled in their, all, of, all of these things. Every marker of biblical prophecy of which I know is actually on the table and moving as we speak. Technology is the one thing that really takes and puts together the pieces so that when we talk about a global world government system that's able to actually track everybody, and then you see the COVID piece that comes into it and the, ability and the desire to take and track and make everybody uh, submit to the system that we would see ha happening in China right now, that really is a template for the world global system. That's never happened ever before, but now it's all there. So literally every marker is on the table, moving, converging, and because Israel's in the land and this generation shall not pass, it means that we here alive right now are in a most unique time of history, and it's a time to be active about the truth more so than ever before. That was helpful to me. Thank you very much. I had a very clear misunderstanding of what truth I should be speaking of. That was really helpful to me. Thank you very much for sharing that. Same applies for me as a physician. I feel remarkably calm, and I, I guess that's a lot of what Pastor Sam was talking about, is that we shouldn't be too worried about it, the, the sounds of war, the threats of it. And I'm actually really not. 
I, I feel really peaceful about all this. And I guess it comes from confidence. It's no different than what we discovered with our, our class of clients that they all shared this one commonality. And that was a relationship with God. Thousands and thousands of them uh, communicate with us. And, and that's the one thing we found. And I, I think that's what sets us apart um, from the ones that just can't see the, the paradigm. So it's really comforting for me to hear your words, Pastor Sam. Thank you. That well, is, I, I was sharing with Pastor Sam just recently that unlike times in the past, I too feel less fearful in their calmness comes from the focus on morning devotional time and prayer time and asking for God's guidance in the work for the day and for his wisdom and trusting that I do my part and that's all I can do. That's all any of us can do. But so many people are in such despair. And if they don't have that core sense of faith, then the despair it gets worse. And so I think that's why, to me, it's so important to have Pastor Sam bring in all that he's doing to help restore our connection with God. This country was founded on Christian principles, and we have turned away from that. This is our duty, I think, to call and to wake people up to what our, what our core principles were. Pastor Sam, you want to add to that? Well, well, I, I agree, and I think you know another verse that uh, that really applicable. And Todd, you know, you saying in which you are involved, you feel in light of all of these things a great deal of peace. And Doctor Lee, the same way, and I do too. I, I have been in office for twenty. I've been in office for twenty years. I have seen a lot of things. I, I, I you know, my perspective is. I see a lot of things in dealing with radio programs like you, Dr. Lee, and, and, and Todd. We run across information. We're digesting great volumes of information from all sources. There could be a reason to be highly stressed, and most of the world is. But I don't have that. Uh, uh, the Apostle Paul told Timothy that, the, that, that, that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. That is the mark of a person whose eternal destiny and relationship with an eternal God is established. There can be, in fact, peace in the midst of the storm. Now, when I look around, do I have uh, great concern that there are many people out there who are being deceived? And by the fact that they do not know the truth, perhaps, or maybe driven by fear, you know, they've, you know, succumbed to, you know, the shot as an example, or maybe they've been convinced to not even to make any preparation for, uh, for, uh, you know, if you lose the power or you, you, you know, you can't find food on the, sh the store shelves, uh, as an example which is a very possible thing in these days. Famous is something that the Bible talks about, and there are evidences that. So for a person who blindly goes on, makes no preparation, does not consider what is in fact going on, and, and, and through an attempt to find the truth and to act upon it, make foolish decisions that imperils themselves or their family, 
I have great concern for that. So part of my reason for telling the truth is that you don't have to be blind. You don't have to be unaware, but neither do you have to live in fear. And that's what Jesus tells us to do. Understand these things will happen, but they must happen. That's what Matthew says. They must happen. So I don't seek to change God's plan. I simply seek to note what is happening that fulfills God's plan and to let other people know that if they're not right with God above, they had better get right. If they're not right with their spouse or their children or their friends because the relationships are broken, get those things right because they are the most important of all these things. And in that, we can have peace in the middle of the storm. And that is a powerful message as we wrap up Viewpoint this Sunday. Pastor Sam, thank you for that wonderful, inspiring summary. Todd Callender, thank you for all of your incredible legal work and support for our military service members. Those of you who would like to know more about our medical freedom advocacy for the U.S. military service members, go to truthforhealth.org, medical freedom program, donate to support our efforts for legal defense for all people who have been wrongly abused and deprived of their human and civil rights. Go to truthforhealth.org for more resources on news updates from overseas. Todd's international research team is bringing information that we're sharing through our website. Go to Pastor Sam's radio show, standinthegap.com, and always tune in to all of the wonderful shows here on America Out Loud your platform for the truth and for restoring the soul of America. And in our battle for the Republic of America, you need to get loud, get involved, and courageously speak the truth. This is Dr. Lee for America signing off for Malcolm Out Loud today. We will be back again next week on Viewpoint This Sunday. 